And I was talking to a mortgage broker, this guy named Andrew in the US, and he does over 100 million a year. And I asked what was the best change he's made to his business in the last year. And he's like, honestly, a team huddle. Because as your team starts to expand, you're like, I know what the top three priorities are for me every day, but what are their top three priorities? And so what he did was he put in a daily a huddle that was about 15 minutes where everybody checked in, shared what their top three for the day was, and then went off to their work. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to I Love Mortgage Brokering Podcast. Today, I'm continuing on the 10 loans a month series. This is a tactical podcast I produce every week. And I'm your host, Scott Peckford. This week, we're doing a best of series or episode as it's coming to the end of the year. And so I'm going to be talking about three things, three episodes from this previous year. We're going to cut to those clips where we just bring you very specific strategies helping your business. The first, we're going to talk about the top three time-saving tips. So I got three tips to help you save time for this next year in 2022. Then I'm going to share with you three apps that I think every mortgage broker should be using. And then finally, how to get more Google reviews. And so those are the three topics. Before I jump into that first one, let me give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. So Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection and submission platform designed for Canadian mortgage brokers. It's very easy to use and quick to set up. Clients love it. It's got a smart docs feature, which means as the client's filling out the app, it's intelligently figuring out what they need to get for documents. It's got smart submission notes, and it also linked with Lender Spotlight, which means you can search all the rates and guidelines. It's super slick tool. Check out finmo.ca and check out this clip where I share my top three time-saving tips. Very first strategy that you can apply in order to become more efficient in your business is use scheduled phone calls. And so what I mean by that is that there's a couple ways you can do this, but usually a link like Calendly. And I know some of you may be thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe that, you know, this seems obvious, but there's lots of people that aren't using it yet. And so what I tell my clients is I'm like, look, one of the things, Mr. Client, when you have that first conversation with them, hey, one of the things I don't like, we always want to provide good customer service and I don't want to be playing phone tag with you. If I phone you and you're busy and you phone me. And so instead of phone tag, what I do is I have a link and I'm going to share that with you. And so if you need to have a conversation with me, book a call and then I can be there fully focused and I won't get interrupted and it'll be much more efficient for you. And so clients appreciate that. They know that if they need to talk to you, they can. And it prevents you from being constantly interrupted all the time. Okay, second thing I would tell you to do to become more efficient is as a mortgage broker, you often have hundreds of things that you need to do on any given day or dozens in any case. And so sometimes it's hard to prioritize. And I was talking to a mortgage broker, this guy named Andrew in the US, and he does over 100 million a year. And I asked what was the best change he's made to his business in the last year. And he's like, honestly, a team huddle. Because as your team starts to expand, you're like, I know what the top three priorities are for me every day, but what are their top three priorities? And so what he did was he put in a daily huddle that was about 15 minutes where everybody checked in, shared what their top three for the day was, and then went off to their work. And what this did is it allowed him to know, A, that his team was doing the things that were most important. They weren't prioritizing incorrectly. B, he could also, you know, if he saw something, hey, wait a second, that's not a priority. Make sure that you get this appraisal ordered because if that doesn't happen, everything's going to, you know, blow up. So it allows you to guide your team in triaging because as a mortgage broker, the busier you are, the better you've got to get at triaging. But that doesn't mean your team is as good at it as you. And if you don't have a team yet, and you're like, well, that's great, Scott, I don't have a team yet, I would still encourage you to book a meeting with yourself every day 
to determine your top three. And then when I add my team member, we're both going to do that meeting together and it's really easy. So it's a very efficient way for you to disperse tasks as well as help with prioritization and triaging, deciding what's important. Third thing I would tell you is to block your day. And we always talk about time blocking, but so in the morning, so I would say, you know, between when you get there till 1130 or 12, whatever that works, I, you work on prospecting and deal underwriting. So if you're still underwriting your own deals and then only take client meetings, strategy sessions, discovery calls from 1130 on or 1230 on, it allows you to actually get work done. Because if you jump into your office and all of a sudden emails come in and phone calls and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even do any prospecting today. And it might be fine today to skip the prospecting, but you will feel it in 30 days, 60 days when you look at your pipeline again and go, crap. I'm doing the roller coaster, you know, I get busy. So I stop doing the prospecting and then, you know, I work on the files and then while I'm working on the files, I'm not actually prospecting. So then two months from now, my volume's down again. And so one of the ways to get rid of the roller coaster is actually to set up your morning for that prospecting and, you know, getting your deals done and then afternoons for client meetings. All right. So that was my top three time-saving tips. And I can tell you that the, you know, team meetings, the daily huddle rather, using Calendly and the time blocking is absolutely critical. And as I've continued to grow the different businesses that I have, I've had to get a lot better at this. So Calendly, that's just a no brainer. If you're not using that, you're absolutely insane. I highly recommend it. And then creating a daily huddle for your team to stay on track. Some people call it a pipeline review, whatever you want to call it, you need to do it daily. And then starting to build the habit of time blocking. In this next section, I'm going to talk about three apps I think every broker should be using. Check it out and then I'll come back and chat with you. So there's lots of different services out there and apps, and I love these things if they make my job easier, if they make it simpler, faster, and especially if it makes for better client experience. So the first one is actually a really simple one called A-Text. So that's A-T-E-X-T. And it is basically, you know how on your phone you can put like things that remembers to type in later. So like a snippet or a chunk of text, you type in a little short code and then it drops in that whole text. So it's the same thing, but it actually sits on your computer. And so what happens is, is ATEX runs in the background. And then anytime you type in whatever that code is, it just replaces that code with the text that's in ATEX. So very simple. I highly recommend you check it out. And I say this is how you can type at 400 words a minute. So it's the first app, A text or equivalent. It was literally like 10 bucks or something. It's ridiculous. Even if you're a brand new mortgage broker, you should do this right from the beginning. So the second app I recommend is Calendly. It ties into your calendar and allows people to book calls with you when it's convenient for them. You can actually block specific times where you're available and when you're not available. So you could be like, hey, I only want to be available evenings on one night a week. So Wednesday evenings or something, that's the only time they have. So if they want to talk to you, otherwise they fit it in. And it's amazing. The vast majority of your clients will just comply with it if explained properly. And so Calendly is a very simple app that is maybe 10 to 14 bucks a month. And I think that you should implement this as soon as humanly possible because it's so slick. And then the last Last app that I recommend is something called phone burner. So this is basically an auto dialer and there's lots of different auto dialers out there. I've used phone burner and I like it. What an auto dialer is, if you don't know what that is, is it's essentially you upload a list of phone numbers into it and it starts dialing for you. So you don't have to even hit dial. And the truth is, is that if you're calling past clients or you're calling a database, 70% of the time, you're going to end up hitting voicemail. And so you're like, crap, I got to sit there, listen to the voicemail, leave a message, call the next person. And what we've found is what's more effective is, is that if you have software that's doing the dialing for you, the voicemail comes on, you can click a button and drop a pre-recorded voicemail. 
Now, what I like about foam burner versus other auto dialers is foam burner only dials one number at a time and then it dials the next. Some auto dialers, and because people who are in this business, they know that only one in three people pick up, they'll actually dial three numbers at once and then whoever picks up, you'll hear that. There'll be a pause and then a click. I don't like that. All right, so I actually repeated Calendly there, and if you caught that, and the truth is, is I think it's so useful that I told you about it twice. So if you're not using it, shame on you. No, just kidding, just honestly, go set it up. You're gonna find it's gonna be a very effective way for you to manage your calls and get rid of phone tag. I also talk about ATEX, which is a powerful tool for storing you know, data and being able to retype things really, really fast. And then phone burner, if you're making phone calls, which you should be, this tool is amazing. So check those out. All right, in this next section, I'm gonna be talking about three strategies for getting more Google reviews because hey, Google reviews are powerful for your business. It doesn't matter what you say about you, it matters what other people say. So check out this clip. Today, I'm gonna be sharing with you some tips on how to get more Google reviews first thing I'd like to say is just be awesome because people want to review you, right? Actually, that's not entirely true because you can be really good at this job. Clients love you and they will very rarely leave reviews for you unless you engineer it into your process. The first kind of tip that I would have on this is you have to ask early. You got to actually bake this into your process way sooner. Too often people leave it. They do the whole loan process and then maybe at the very end they remember, oh, by the way, could you give me a review? And they're like, sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. And they never do. The first tip is if you're leaving it till the end, you're really missing out on it. So the first tip is ask for the second tip is ask at peak moments. So usually the peak moments for people are when you initially get that approval, even if there's still some conditions left, people are pretty excited. Or when you solve a problem, hey, we had this problem, we solved it. Like, oh my gosh, you know, Scott, you're amazing. Thank you. Da, 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 da. That's when you ask. This is what I would say, something like this. So, you know, you solve a client's problem and you go on the phone, you explain to them, oh, that's great. I'm so glad you were able to find a solution. Awesome. They say some nice things. Hey, would you mind going and putting that in a review for me? I'd really appreciate it because, you know, my business is based on referral and it would mean a lot to me if you could go do that. So they're at a peak moment. They're mentally in the right state. Send them the link so they go do it for you. And then finally, let's say you have that conversation with a client. So you solve a problem for them. Or they get on the phone and they say, you know what, this process has been amazing. I can't believe how easy this mortgage was compared to my last one. They say all these nice things. At the end, if you want to make it even easier for them, always make things easier for your clients. Say, hey, write up what they said. So when they get on the phone and they say, hey, Scott, you know what, this mortgage loan process was so much easier than the last one I did. I can't believe the communication was better. Da, da, da. You say, oh, that's awesome. I really appreciate that you say that. You know, we work hard as a team to serve our clients. If you wouldn't mind, would you mind putting that in review for me? And what I'll do to make it easy is I'll actually just draft up what you said. So I'll, I'll write up what they said in their words. And say like, hey, I work with Scott. It was amazing. You know, the last time I worked with a mortgage broker, this is what happened. Working with Scott and his team, this is what happened. And then in the email, when I send them that draft with the link, I say to them, look, you can use this. I just wrote down what you said. Or you can rewrite it yourself. 90% of the time, they're just going to copy, paste, drop it right in. It's their review. It's their words. You just took the time to transcribe it from the interaction you have with them. So if you're paying attention, you probably could be picking up, you know, way more reviews. All right, so hopefully you found those clips useful. Again, this is condensed from the other episodes that we have. So if you're listening to this, you can go back and listen to the 10 Loans a Month podcast. Either listen to it on the Isle of Mortgage Brokering channel or go into your podcast player, search 10 Loans a Month, and you can start listening to all of the back catalog of 50 plus episodes we have in there. Check that out. Also, if you want to keyword search all of our episodes, so we've got our 400 plus episodes, go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com. You can set up a free power search account and you can literally keyword search all of our our past episodes find exactly where somebody says a particular word and jump to it and it's extremely useful for learning and just 
research. So go check that out. And finally, if you're listening to this, our 10 loans a month Academy is our flagship program that we've created. And we have some amazing coaches. These are all like top producers that have a particular set of skills or a superpower, as I like to say. And we only open that up a few times a year. So if you want to get on the list for the next time we open it, if you're not a client, go to 10loansamonth.com, get on the wait list. That's 10loansamonth.com. And then we will email you and let you know when we have spots available. So check that out. And thanks again for checking out this episode. I really appreciate you being a listener. And yeah, go back and listen to some of those past episodes with that power search tool. You'll find it very, very useful. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.